Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another Destiny Changing Word by David Entry from one of our Revival Seeking Youth Services. If you want to control your world, catch the word. Be blessed. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 19. Let's all read that from the screen. Having boldness. Brethren, that means this is not talking to angels. They're talking on the holies of holies. In the tabernacle of God, the one he showed Moses to build, which was a, an imitation of the original one in heaven. Bible says that Jesus, um, actually Hebrews chapter 8, verse 1, 2, 3, talks about now, this is the main point we are saying. We have such a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of majesty where? In heaven. Two, a minister of the sanctuary of the true tabernacle which the Lord erected, not man. So the one Moses was serving in was erected by man. But there's another tabernacle, true tabernacle, which God himself erected. Verse 3, for every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices. Therefore, it is necessary that this one, you see the one is capitalized. This one, talking about Jesus, the, the lion and the lamb, also, had, uh, have, also have something to offer. We are going to verse 6. Also have something to offer. For if he were on earth, that means he's not on earth. If he were on earth, he would not be a priest since there are priests who offer gifts according to the law. Moses has given the law of God gave to Moses, showed what the priest should do on earth because they are serving in a tabernacle built by men. But this, our high priest, is not on earth. It's in heaven. Look at the next verse. Thus, the high priest, the priest of earth, on earth, they were serving a copy and a shadow of the heavenly things. So what they were doing was not the original. It was a shadow. It was an imitation. It was a replica of the original in heaven. And so that is why the Jews were wrong to stay on the replica when the original had come. What they were doing was a shadow. Say shadow. Shadow. If you see my shadow, that means, or when you are in your house and you are there alone and suddenly you see a shadow or you see the, the roof line and then it's like a shadow moving on the roof. A human shadow, like a ninja. And if you have a gun, where would you point it to? The shadow? No. You can't kill a shadow. Because the original is there. If you get rid of the shadow and you don't get rid of the original, the shadow will show up somewhere else. But leave the shadow. Knock out the original. 
When you deal with the original, you don't have to focus on the shadow. You only focus on the shadow when you are looking for the original. It helps you to know where the original is moving, where it's moving. So God will give them the shadow to show him his movement. When he's showing up, Jesus said, I did not come to destroy the law and the prophets. He said, I came to fulfill it. Matthew chapter 5 verse 17. He said, I came to fulfill it. I am the fulfillment in Romans chapter 10 verse 2. He said, verse 4. He said, Christ is the end of the law. When Christ came, you don't need law again because it's the end. Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Everyone who is in Christ, you don't need any set of laws to work with God anymore because Christ is the end of it. Because in Matthew chapter 5, verse 17, Christ said, I came to fulfill the law. Don't think I came to destroy the law. The law is not rubbish. The law needs fulfilling. And I, once I come, is the, I am the fulfill, I am the fulfillment. I am the fullness of the law. Once you have me, you don't need law. Why? Because the law was a shadow. It just helps you to know where, when God was coming. So in Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, it says that in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, born under the law, born of a woman, under the law. So then the law had to be in place to help us see God, to show us that where God is showing up. But after the Jesus Christ, in Colossians chapter 2, verse 17, it says that the Sabbath day, the holy moon, the, all those festivals, they were all a shadow of the things to come. So verse 17, which are a shadow of things to come, but the substance is Christ. So every shadow must have a substance. There's, there's a substance that is causing the shadow. So the shadow, God gave them the law, and the law was like a shadow. So he says that Christ was the substance. Say Christ is the substance. Say it again. Say Christ is the substance. And so all the laws and all those things, they were just a shadow of things to come. Now going back to Hebrews chapter 8, we were reading earlier. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 4, verse 5, said, who served, see all these things, the priests, they were serving the copy of, the copy and shadow of heavenly things. As Moses was divinely instructed when he was about to make the tabernacle. Now, this is a tabernacle made by hands. In the verse 2, he says that he has entered a tabernacle that's not made by hands. So there are tabernacles, there's a tabernacle that was made by hands. It was useful. And they used it. God made them do it. But God warned Moses very strictly. He said, you're about to build this tabernacle for me to use then build it according to the pattern show you because don't miss this, what is in heaven. If you, are going to, if you are going to do a replica, it must look like the original. If you want fake counter, uh, counterfeit money, it must look so much like the original. Other than that, if you are using, if you have fake dollars and it looks like Naira, this is not dollars. At least let it look like dollars. But someone doesn't even have it. But this is Naira. But that's not Naira with the eye on it. Naira doesn't have. You think you are trying to show dollar. But please, this is not. It must look like the original. So those who do counterfeit money or those in Dubai who do fake Rolexes and stuff like that, they. They make sure you have to do it to look exactly. It must take a trained eye to tell that this is fake. Wow. 
So God said, Moses, make sure it will take a trained angelic eye to be able to tell that this tabernacle, if it is, is, is replica, to be able to tell it's replica, because it must look exactly as the one in heaven. So Bible said, as Moses was divinely instructed when he was about to make the tabernacle, for he said, see to it, see that you make all things according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. It was a strong instruction. Why? Because it's about to shadow what is in heaven. The shadow must not be different. The figure of the shadow must not be different from the figure of the original. Most of you here, when you see a shadow of your mother, you will know that's my mom. Oh yeah. You know, that's my mom's shadow. She was standing there and there was a light and it's cast a shadow on the wall. Oh, my mom is here. You know, wouldn't you know it's your mom? Say shadow. shadow. So, see to it that you make it according to the pattern shown you. Now look at it. Then the next verse, verse 6 is where we are told you, God. But now, he has obtained a more excellent ministry. Inasmuch as he is, he is also a mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises. His service is not earthly. His service is heavenly. So when you study the the scriptures very carefully. When they were building the tabernacle, they had the outer court. Then you go to the inner court, and then we have the holies of holies, which is the innermost court. So he had three chambers: the outer, the inner, and the innermost, or the holies of holies. Now, the holies of holies, according to Hebrews chapter nine, from verse five, six, seven, eight, nine. According to Hebrews chapter nine, the holies of holies. It's only one person who can go there once a year because that's where God, kind of, on earth, that's where God is living. So the replica they built, they had something called the Ark of the Covenant, which signified the presence of God with them. And the Ark of the Covenant was meant to be kept in the holies of holies. And every time a high priest was going there once a year, when he was going there, he had to, the high priest had this garment and he had little, little bells around it. Because if the high priest has committed sin and he had not confessed, if he enters the place, he's not coming out alive. And that's one, he's not coming out alive. Or if he goes to do something God has not told him to do, he touched something God has not told him, that's how strict God was with him. He said, he will not come alive. But if the man dies there, one, how do you know he's dead? Because maybe he's seeking the face of God and he's very quiet. So people may think he's meditating, but he's dead. But the problem is if he dies, how are you going to bring him out? Because nobody can go there. So when he's going, they will tie a rope on his, his ankle. And then he has bells around his um, garments. So when he's walking, you hear the clink, 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 clink. You know the guy is still walking. When, when you don't hear clink, 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 hey! Oh, yeah. Please, let's, so they start pulling the thing out. They start pulling out the dead body. That's how strict yours were. And the scripture we, the scripture we read in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19, it said that, therefore, brethren, ah, ah, we have the boldness the place that white high priest couldn't even enter, he entered one. Said, so We in Christ, we have the boldness to come. Ah! Shout hallelujah! Hallelujah! 
12 brethren, having the boldness to enter the holiest. How? By the blood of Jesus. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. It says, therefore, let us come boldly. You don't come. I don't know. What could God do? He said, come boldly. Because you are in Christ, come boldly. Come boldly. Have the unmitigated audacity. Come boldly. When you have a little child, a toddler, and you are busy doing international deals on your Zoom meeting, and your toddler will come, Mommy, milk, Mommy, milk, milk. Hey, I'm having a meeting. Does he care? He will come boldly. And we are the children. Oh. You see, until you understand the old, the legal systems of approaching God as he has enshrined in the law, you will understand some of these statements. If you understand how no one can enter the holies of holies, no one can enter the throne of grace, the throne of you can't come before the throne of God. Then Hebrews says that, therefore, having boldness, Hebrews chapter 4, said, therefore, let us come. See, that word boldly is not there by accident. When you understand the legal systems, mosaic legal systems, which was from God, which was showing people how to come before him, or you can't show, show up before him, you, it will make you understand, appreciate that statement, that word boldly. Therefore, let us come boldly. Boldly. Say boldly. boldly. Say boldly. boldly. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 7. Look at verse 7 and then 25. Verse 7 says that, but in the second, this is about the holy zone. In the second part, the high priest went, watch how many times? He went there alone how many times? <laughs> now, that, that is the inner part. He went there once a year, not without blood which he offered for himself and for the people's sins committed in arrogance, uh, ignorance. So he can, the high priest who goes there once. How many times can we come? Any day. Wow. Any Hallelujah. Day. Unlimited access. That's what it means to be a Christian. You don't need a pastor. You don't need a pope. You don't need a bishop to go to God on your behalf, let alone a Mary. Wow. <laughs> we have access by the blood. You never go to the presence of God without blood. That's why the high priest, had, because of sins. Blood deals with sins. That's why the high priest had to go there once a year, not, with, he said, not without blood. I mean, he stipulated, he said, <laughs> he said, not without blood. You dare not go there without blood. So that's why he said in the chapter 10, verse 19, that let, we having access by the blood, having boldness to enter the, how? By the blood. Don't let any crazy, ignorant person, religious person tell you that Jesus' death doesn't matter. It's just his teaching and his good works. The devil is a liar. It's only the devil who likes to focus on good works. Because good works, any Tom, Dick, and Harry can produce some good works. But it takes only a savior to save people by his blood. 
So he said, the only way we can appear, we can go by the, to the throne of God, we have access, is by the blood. He shed his blood so we can have access. He is the connecting point between heaven and earth. The ladder. That's where I'm going. In Hebrews chapter 9, verse 25, it says that, not that he should offer himself often, as the high priest entered the most holy place every year with blood of another. <laughs> what? He says that, not that he should offer himself often. That's talking about, see the himself. Himself, he's not an ordinary person. He's a God himself. Not that he should offer himself often, as the high priest entered, where did they enter? The, the, how, many, how often does, do the high priest enter the most holy? How many of them enter there? One. One. Once a year. Once a year. It says that, and yet when they are entering the place, they enter every year with blood. I like the one that says of another. Do you know why? Do you know why the blood of another? How can you shed your blood and still be alive? Yeah. But you need blood. Yeah. The blood is for atonement. Mm. Yeah, he said it in the scriptures that the blood, I think in Exodus also, said the blood is for atonement. Mm. So certainly blood is needed. Atonement is to cover or take away sin. If you are a sinner, you need blood. That's why when God created Adam and Eve, he never gave them instructions from Genesis chapter 2 to eat animals. He told them to only eat the vegetation. But after man, man fell, in Genesis chapter 9 verse 1, as he blessed the food, he added animals. Because now you, you can eat the flesh and give me the, use the blood to cover your sins. So now that's why I told them, eat the flesh, but don't eat the blood in Exodus chapter 12. The blood is for atonement. That's why Abel made a, a mistake to give God his best without blood. God said, take it away from me. Take that nonsense away from me. God said, well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't do anything you sacrifice to me. The access way, don't come before me without blood. But why, why does God want blood? Because life is in the blood. Yes. And the wages of sin is death. Yeah. So when you give life, you have given, when you give blood, you have given life. So life for life. The life that must die, something has replaced the life. So when the, God, the justice system of God sees blood as life, so when you offer blood, it's acceptable as life that has been paid for life. But to offer your blood, you are dead. Jesus was the only one. Oh, Hebrews chapter... Hebrews chapter 10, verse 11, 12, and 13. Ah, Jesus, thank you, Lord. He said, and every priest stands ministering daily, offering repeatedly, say repeatedly, the same sacrifice which can never take away sins. So why were they doing it? It's a system, it's a replica system. Just to, to keep them, keep a relationship with God. The sins were not taken away, but it was covered just to keep a relationship with God. And this priest was doing it often. Mm. The same thing every year. Watch this. Couldn't take away. Look at the next verse. But this man, who is that man? Jesus. Who is that man? Jesus. Who is that man? Jesus. And it, the reason why he's referred to as a lamb is because of blood. Yeah. Wow. Lamb. 
Every time you see Jesus be referred to as lamb, it's being referred to in terms of how his blood paid for our sins. Because you need the blood of the lamb to cover your sins. If you don't come to Jesus, how can your sins be forgiven? Even Muhammad said, I, don't, I can't guarantee. Yes. No religion can guarantee. Religion doesn't guarantee forgiveness of sins. It's only the blood of the lamb. Only the blood of the lamb. Behold the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Yes. It's only the blood of the lamb. Only the blood of the lamb that can bring us redemption. They sang a song in Revelation chapter 5. This verse, verse 9. It said, worthy are you for you were slain. Said, and they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the straw and to open the seals. For you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. So Hebrews chapter 9, as I was reading earlier, verse 11 says that the high priest repeats these sacrifices and he can't take away sins. Verse 12 says that, but this man, <laughs> say this man. This man. Oh, I, I can't hear you. This man. I, I think you can say it better. This man. They were doing it and he couldn't take away sins. But this man, <laughs> after after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever. Yeah. Offered one sacrifice for sins forever because his blood covers sins. His blood takes away sins. That's why we preach Jesus. That's why we preach Jesus. Any church that doesn't preach Jesus is not a church, it's a cult. Say it. Or it's just a religious system. It's a religious system. Rules without reason. Systems without substance. Belief without Bible. It's a religious system. This Jesus, verse 13, he says that from that time, waiting till his enemies be made his footstool. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 10, 11, 12, 13 again. <laughs> I love the word of God. Let's go to verse 11. But Christ came as a high priest of good things to come with, with the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands. That is not of this creation. There's another tabernacle that was, is not of this creation, and that's the one Christ is operating in. <laughs> And that tabernacle also has holies of holies. That's where Christ has entered and is operating from. And that's actually the seat of God. That's where God is. That one is not Ark of Covenant. It's God. That's why I said, let us come boldly before the throne. I'm a Christ, he's offering, he has entered a tabernacle as a high priest. The job of a high priest is to go into the holies of holies to offer blood for the sacrifices, uh, for, uh, for the forgiveness of sins. That's, so if he is also a high priest, according to Hebrews chapter 8 and Hebrews chapter 5, if he's a high priest, then he must also of a necessity have something to offer. Hebrews chapter 5 from verse 1, 2 and 3 and 4. It talks about for every high priest, for every high priest taken from amongst men, you, first of all, to be a high priest, you must be a human being. That's the problem of Islam. That Jesus, a human being, is God. Mm. Or God became a human being. If God doesn't become a human being, how can he save human beings? Yeah. 
God will fight the devil. No, human being will fight the devil. <laughs> so God came as a human being to crush the devil. So he can't say, God, you fight me from you are too strong. He said, a human being will come and fight you. And not, not only that, if he's not a human being to be your high priest, how can he understand what you are going through? Hebrew, Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 17. Yeah, Hebrews chapter 2. Therefore, in all things, say all things. All things. He had to be make like, made like his brethren, like human beings. The his is capitalized, so it's Jesus. His brethren, we are his brothers. He had to be made like us. Why? That he might be a merciful and a faithful high priest pertaining to God, uh, uh, in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the... So he can understand it. He was like us in every way. In Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15, Bible says he was tempted at all points. So when you say I'm tempted, Jesus knows what it means. He has to be tempted like us at every point. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15. We don't have a high priest... We cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Say, say feelings. Feeling. Do you see that there? It's in the Bible. Yes, say feelings. Feeling. Oh, yeah. Tell somebody your feelings. God is aware of your feelings. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we have a high priest. He had to be made like us so that he can be a faithful or a merciful Hebrews 2.17, a merciful and a faithful. Merciful because he's been there. Because he was tempted at all points. So we, have, we do not have a high place who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He's touched by the feelings of your weaknesses. He touches him. He touches him. Religion can't teach you this. No. Religion has these superheroes who just come with laws you have to obey. Superheroes who look like they have met all standards, high standards you know you can't. You can't meet, and yet you have to. I don't know, you are a bad person. You have to, you have to, you have to, you have to. Religion, to hell with religion. (laughs) So, one, he had to, for you to be a high priest, you have to be a human being. Because mm. it's only human beings that can be high priests. It's like, a, how can a monkey be a prime minister? No. You can't stand elections if you are not a human being. Yeah. He had to be a human being. So now, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 1, 2, 3 said, Every high priest is taken from amongst men. Ah! from among men is appointed for men in things pertaining to God that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sin. Verse 2, he can, he can have compassion. Say compassion. compassion. So we can have a faithful and merciful high priest. Verse, chapter 2, verse 17. That compassion is the same. Merciful. So that he can have, because he's a human being, so he can have Compassion on those who are ignorant and going astray. How many of you sometimes go astray? That's why you need Jesus. That's why you need Jesus. Going astray. Since he himself is subject to weaknesses, uh, that's why he needs a human being. Because he's subject to weaknesses, he has to be a human being that he can have compassion. Verse 3. Because of this, he is required as for the people, so also for himself, to offer sacrifices for sins. Let's go. 
And no man take this honor upon himself, but he who is called by God, just as Aaron was. Let's go. So also Christ did not glorify himself to become high priest, but it was, it was he who said to him, God, God, you are my son. This day I have begotten you. So God pronounced, proclaiming high priest. Now let's go to, uh, we were reading chapter 8. And it's, uh, let's go to chapter 8, verse 1 again. It says that now, this is the main point of which we are saying. We have such a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of majesty in heaven, in the heavens. A minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle which the Lord erected, not man. Moses erected one, but the true one is God himself who erected it. The next verse. For every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices. There, let's read that bit together. Every, you have to have something to offer. So if Jesus is high priest, what is he going to offer? For sins. Then he spoke about the high priest of the Old Testament. They go once in a year with blood that is not their own. <laughs> That's interesting. But why is he saying, can someone go with his own blood? How can you go with your own blood? Well, you'll be dead. Oh, oh. Hebrews chapter 9 again. He said, the, uh, the uh, blood of another, verse 50. So, not that he should offer himself often as the high priest entered the most holy place every year with blood of another. Look at the, the next verse. Verse 26. He then would have had to suffer often since the foundation of the world, but now, once at the end of the ages, he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. So anyone who tells you the death of Jesus is not really important, he's speaking on the behalf of the devil. Because he had to put away sin. How did he do it? By the sacrifice of himself. That's why when Peter told Jesus, you can't go and die. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Because I am coming to put away sin. How can you do it? I have to sacrifice myself. That's why we are all servants of Jesus. He died to save us, so we we'll live to please him. Verse 27. As it's appointed unto man once to die, but after that, judgment. Let's go. So Christ was offered how many times? One, to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time apart from sins for salvation. He's coming back. So now, the main point I'm making is that the original holies of holies, where is it? It's in heaven. That's where Christ has entered. Now, if we are going to come before the throne of grace, do you see that in your Bible? In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, let us come boldly before the throne of grace. Ship, how are you going to do that? Are you going to use a spaceship? Are you going to go to heaven yourself and say, I'm going to, how often will you do that then? I'm coming, God, I'm coming to heaven. Then you are dying, that's what it means. So how can you be alive and go to the holies of holies and appear before the holies of holies just as the high priest that did. Where is the holies of holies? Hebrews chapter 9 verse 12 and verse 24. I said it earlier on, but let's look at it again. Not with the blood of bulls and goats. Oh, this is this. I didn't read this one. I read verse 11. We didn't get to verse 12. I was looking for that. 
Let's look at verse 11 again to show you that I read it. You read it. Is it didn't you read this? But Christ has come as the priest of a good things to come. Right? As the high priest of good things to come. With a greater and a more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands. That is not of this creature. We read it. He's come and he's going to serve in the tabernacle. Look at the next verse. He's going there because, remember, every priest must have, every high priest must have something to offer. So he also has to have something to offer. What is he going? He went there. The other priest went with blood of another. Jesus Christ didn't go with the the blood of goats and cows, but with his own blood. With his own blood, he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. How often do they do it? The Old Testament, every year. Jesus, how often did he do it? Once for all. And is it not just the once for all, but the interesting mystery is he, he went with his own blood. To get your blood, you must, you must die. To go with, present blood before the throne, you must be alive. When you die, you give your blood, you die. So you can't be alive to present. That's why the high priest couldn't die. So they need the blood of another. So the goat die, he goes. The calf died, the sheep died, the lamb dies, he goes. But Jesus died, he had to get up, collect his own blood. <laughs> Shout hallelujah! Does that make sense when he says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19, let us come, he said, therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the, by what? The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. He died, collected his own blood, he resurrected. That's why he resurrected. Don't let anyone deceive you to say resurrection doesn't matter. If Jesus did not resurrect, we we will still be in our sins. And our preaching is in vain. We are, and we perish. But he died to pay for our sins. He resurrected to collect his blood. Now, when he resurrected, on the day when he resurrected, God said, you don't make yourself high priest. But I appoint you. So God said, this day you are a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. We read it. We didn't read that. We read that. No one takes, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 4. No one takes upon himself this honor of being a high priest. You don't take it upon yourself. But he who God, and who is called by God, just as Aaron was. Now look at the next, I like this. When I'm reading the Bible, I come, so also. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> Hebrews and Romans has a lot of likewise, so also, in the same way, even so. I mean, they are powerful phrases. So also. So he just finished talking about the ironic priesthood, how no one takes upon himself. He says, so so also, so also Christ did not glorify himself to become high priest. But it was God who said to him, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Does that make you a high priest? When did God say that? 
But wasn't he a son before? No. When is that today then? When there is a particular today God must be talking about. But he was son eternally. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten. He, was, he didn't become a son after he was given. He was a son before he was given. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. He was a son before he was given. So then when he says that today I have, uh, today I have begotten you, you are a son. Watch this again, Hebrews chapter. He says that, but it was God who said to him, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. So is he a begotten son? Jesus was not begotten. He's eternal, not begotten. But here he said begotten. He's talking about the human, the, Jesus Christ was God, son of God. And then he, 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 encap, he, he encapsulated his divinity with humanity. So when you saw him, it was a human being. Why? Because a high priest cannot be his spirit. A high priest must be a human being. A high priest. But Mary's son was not a high priest. Because he wasn't from the tribe of Levi. So he, he won me, but he was a potential king he, he, from the tribe of Judah. So he wasn't born on earth as a priest. Oh, come on. He wasn't born. John the Baptist, yes, you can talk about that. He was born in the priestly lineage, and one day he will be a priest. But Jesus Christ is not from the priestly lineage. He's not from the priestly. It's in your Bible, Hebrews chapter 7, verse 13 and 14. We know that Jesus Christ does not hail from the hills from the tribe of Judah, of which tribe Moses said nothing concerning priesthood. It's in your Bible. For his evidence, our Lord rose from Judah, of which tribe Moses spoke nothing concerning. The law of God doesn't allow anyone from that tribe to be a priest. That's the law of God. So then if there has arisen another priest from the tribe of Judah outside of Levi, then his priesthood must be based on a certain system. Else is not legit. So that same thing, look at verse 15. It is yet far evident that in the likeness of Melchizedek, there arises another priest. Ah! So this another priest is not in the likeness of Aaron, but it's in the likeness of Melchizedek. It says far evident. So Jesus' priesthood is not the priesthood of Aaron. Because Aaronic priesthood is based on your tribe. It's based on your birth, your, your lineage. But Jesus Christ, when he was born, he was born in the tribe of Judah. That's why he's the lion of the... He was born in the tribe of Judah. No spirit can be a high priest. So when Jesus was in heaven, he was not a high priest. Pastor, why? Because a high priest must be taken from amongst men. Oh, I'm teaching now. A high priest must be taken. So until he became a human being, he was not qualified to be a high priest. He was not qualified according to the legal system of God. So the legal system of God, we read it earlier on that Every high verse, chapter 5, verse 1 of Hebrews, he said that for every high priest is taken from amongst men. So if Jesus has to be a high priest, he has to first of all be a man. <laughs> so he, before he became a man, he wasn't a high priest. When he became a man, at one point in time did he become a high priest? That's the question. Was it after Mary gave birth to him? 
Was it after he started, the Holy Ghost came upon him during We call him as a high priest. When did he become a high priest? When did he become a high priest? Oh, I will show you. Should I show you? Yes. It's a little bit off my main. I haven't gone back to what I'm saying. But, but should I show you? When did he become a high priest? Jesus became a high priest. Okay, let's go back to that. I think it's better when the Bible do, does the talking. Is it a good policy? All right, Hebrews chapter 7, verse 14 again. He says that it's evident that, okay, for it's evident that our Lord arose from Judah, of which tribe Moses spoke nothing concerning priesthood. It's, and it's, far, it's yet far more evident if in the likeness of Melchizedek there arises another priest. Okay, watch this. Watch this. Go on. Go on. Who has come? His priesthood is not based on the law of the commandment that was given, but according to the power of a life, watch this, a life that does not end. A man who is not dead yet cannot say he has an endless life. I know, I know you are thinking, think, think, think. Don't tell me you have an endless life. Let's try killing you. So he said, you want to kill me? John chapter 10, verse 18. Uh, is the Bible not so sweet? Watch this. John chapter 10, verse 18. No one takes my life from me. Me, I, I lay it down. <laughs> and I take it up again. At what point did he become a priest? Because his priesthood was not based on the law but on an endless life. So when he died, and then he picked up the life, now this life is not, not it's a, a death-defying life. Yeah. So it was at that point, God declared him, today, the resurrection. Hey. Oh. <laughs> Does it make sense? Now he can go to the holies of holies with blood. Because now he is resurrected, he's now a priest. And the blood is also, oh, oh, the blood. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. <laughs> That's why. So at what point in time did he become a priest? At the resurrection. <laughs> so it, what we read, uh, that more, you don't take this honor upon yourself, chapter 5 of Hebrews. Verse 5. So also Christ did not, so also Christ did not glorify himself to become a high priest, but it was God who said to Jesus, you are my son. Today, I have begotten you. Because the human nature died and resurrected with a certain unique human nature. And that human nature that was the child son of Mary is, is that nature that has been begotten as the son of God again. So that now when we are sons of God, we are not sons of God in the same way Jesus was before he came to the earth. But we are sons of God in the same way Jesus when he resurrected, when humanity, when the humanity that overcame death. So he says that the power of the resurrection, we are sons of God based on the power of the resurrection. So that he becomes... Um, firstborn amongst many brethren. So, Hebrews chapter 5 again, verse 6. 
as he also said in another place. So it was God who declared him. Yeah. He first of all he declared that today I've begotten you. Then God said again in another place, with regards to that same period, that today, that you are a high priest forever. Okay, on what grounds? According to the order, not the ironic order, but another order. According to the order of Melchizedek, excuse me. Do you mind telling me about Melchizedek? Okay. So he said, let me just tell you a little bit about Melchizedek. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 1. He said, this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High, met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed Abraham. Verse 2, watch this. To whom Abraham gave the tithe, the tithe part of all, first being translated king of righteousness and then king of Salem, meaning a king of peace. Verse 3, get, getting interesting now. Look at verse 3. Without father, who are we talking about? Melchizedek. Without natural father, without mother, without genealogy, without beginning of days, without... Somebody shout hallelujah! Without beginning of days. Wow. No end of... It says that if this one has become a priest according to if the Hebrew, chapter 7 is, is a continuation that's where it started so chapter 7 when you get to the verse 16 verse 15 said it's far evident it's far more evident yet it's and yet it's far more evident that if you're in the likeness of Melchizedek who is Melchizedek? without mother without father he's a king he's a priest without genealogy beginning of days or end of days so he said, if this guy, if there's a, another priest who has come after that order, not after the ironic order, they keep dying. And every year, they keep dying, they keep dying. But this new one is the order of Melchizedek. Watch this. After the order of Melchizedek, look at verse 16. Not according to the law, according to the law of fleshly commandment, but according to the power. Say power. power. <laughs> when he resurrected, there is a that makes that this life is called resurrection. <laughs> Shout hallelujah! It is he became a high priest on the basis of this resurrection power. That's why he said, Melchizedek, without genealogy, without mother. Without father, without beginning of days, without end of life, he remains priest continually. <laughs> How long? But when you look, let's pick it again from the verse 16, the same chapter. Uh, who has come, not according to the law, verse 17, verse 17, for he testified. Did you, did you remember this? It was quoted in chapter 5. Look at chapter 5 again, verse 6. He said, you are a priest according to, forever according to the order of Melchizedek. Look at chapter 7, verse 17 again. He testifies, you are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. That's Jesus' priesthood. Now look at the next verse. I like talking about this thing. For the former regulations is set aside because it is weak and useless. 
the regulation that we are dealing with is not helping you. You keep sinning and you keep sacrificing. They keep sinning. It was weak and useless. The former regulation was set aside. Verse 19 quickly was set aside for the law made nothing perfect. And a better hope is introduced. But. Thou shalt not, thou shalt not. It was, it didn't, it didn't make anything. But a better hope has been introduced by which we can now come near to God. Uh (laughs) By which we can draw near, verse 20. Verse 20 says that, and it was not without an oath. Others became priests without an oath. Just based on the law. You were born like that, it's your turn, take it. But Jesus is known, it was not like that. He said, look at the next verse. He says that, but he became a priest with an oath when God said, the Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest for... But it says that, do you know why we had a lot of many priests? Melchizedek is only one person. But there are so many priests in the Old Testament, many, many of them. It's in your Bible, verse 22. Also, there were many priests. Why? Because they were prevented by death to continue. So there were so many different priests, period after period, generation after generation. Many priests, why? Because death prevented them from continuing. Oh, but there's a different story. Look at the next verse. But he, but he. part of my teaching. Let me just throw that. Verse 25. He said, therefore, let us come. Therefore, he is also able to save to the He will save you to the uttermost. He will save every bit of you. But the main point I'm saying is that our high priest is operating in the holies of holies. Now we can come boldly in the Holy of Holies. Why? You are on earth. The Holy of Holies is in heaven. How are you going to go there? There's a connection point. This is holy moment when God walks in on listening to this powerful message. May the power of God be evident in your life. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube and listen to more messages from David Entry on all relevant streaming platforms. 
You can also connect with David Entry and our youth ministry at Caris Phase 2 on Instagram and TikTok and at Caris on Campus on Snapchat so you are always up to date. Be blessed.